0: wrestling fans of all ages shapes sizes genders and everything in between it is time to go to war and be the cure for the common wrestling podcast welcome to the revolution
1: buzz buzz guys my name is kate murphy
2: what's going on everybody this is will tarashek the founder of the kings of the rings podcast what's going on guys it is i the one and only quiet riot
0: himself Zach, your host of the young lions perspective
2: what's up guys this is the monday night delight greetings one and all this is your prime minister speaking your favorite canadian mr Fret.
0: hey what's up you guys this is nate the and great from the game changer podcast If you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real, then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening.
1: You are listening to you are
0: listening. listening. Then you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on, everybody. This is King Ricky Rosé, your general manager, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Now enjoy the show. Are you ready? As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize I was feeling nostalgic today, folks. That's why we have started with uh, with a great with a great Grammy Award winning song. Shout out to Coolio, by the way. And if you get why we're opening with this song, you should probably look at our cover because it'll make a lot more sense. Just like the Retribution reveal this weekend, holy shit, among other things going on in wrestling, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kings of the Rings podcast episode number 216, a capital wrestling paradise. I... I'm your host, King Ricky Rosé, the King of Kings, not the leader of Retribution. Surprise, surprise. Uh, you can find me at Biggs across all social media outlets. Thank you for listening to us for King's Dreams Podcast exclusively here on Wrestle Attic Radio. Find our social media at KLTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, most importantly on Twitter. Like, share, subscribe, leave us some five-star reviews, and Follow WrestleAddict Radio at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and WrestleAddict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Links are in the description below. What a weekend in wrestling! Holy shit! And I'm just talking about WWE. I mean, AEW turned one years old. Um, the Capital Wrestling Center is a thing. Full sale is not a thing anymore. And we have The Draft coming up this Friday. So we're going to cover all of that, especially to take a lot of time on The Draft. But first, before we get into anything, let me kick it over to also not the leader of Retribution. Also a big surprise for me, Mr. Mr. Will Tarashock, or Willie T-Bar, as we called you once.
2: Willie T-Bar, ill. I still don't like that. But it's me, it's me, it's Willie T. I I have been having diarrhea all day. So if I jump out middle the show, that's why. Actually, speaking of, I'll be... I'll I'll be right back. Kate Murphy, over to you.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Quite literally, oh, shit. Oh,
1: shit. It's me. It's me. It's not Willie T. It's the Kate Murphy. I use they, them pronouns, and I'm dressed up as Shotzi Blackheart today, and I'm really excited about it. I'm feeling my fantasy, and I posted the picture online, and I tagged her in it, and I
0: hope she notices.
1: Maybe this is my time.
0: I mean Shotzi is kind of our spirit animal. Shout out to Shotzi Blackheart who gave us that great follow by the way. You know it's wild. Hi so.
1: Shotzi. My best friend today told me my spirit animal is this thing on Reddit he saw that's part duck, part banana.
0: What would you even call that?
1: Danana? A buck? It's not a buck, that's a deer. A denana?
0: A d- you said part duck, part banana? A yeah,
1: like, so it's like, it's the face of a duck coming out of like a banana peel. Like, you know, like when you open the banana, there's a banana peel, but then there's a banana coming out? Replace the banana with a yeah. duck's head, and the bottom of the banana has duck feet.
0: So, yeah, I would call it a banana. A banana? Then. A yeah. A
1: du- Allegedly, a the.
0: D-U-N-A-N-A. Yeah, D U D U N A N A. Donana.
1: Apparently, a banana is my spirit animal. But I'm not quite sure. So per- you,
0: are, you are Kate Murphy, but Danana.
1: Yes. I've also called the Murphinator and Call.
0: And Smurf. So and we, Smurf. Can we call you Smurf. Dana- can we call you Danana DeVille?
1: <gasps> Danana DeVille, I like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that works, but it works really, really well. Um, Maybe I should get a so
1: Cruella we- wig for next week. And that could be my Danana DeVille look.
0: You and these wigs you're gonna have to start, you know, actually recording these these sessions again, so that people can see your outfits.
1: Yeah, I think starting next week, we should start recording video again because I was gonna do a different uh, Halloween costume for every episode.
0: It, it is spooky season, so tis the season uh, to spook some people out. Uh, so while Will's taking literally, he's he's actually taking shit. Like Will is not here <laughs> at all right now. Like I that like I shit you not. Like Will is literally. <laughs> Shitting his pants, um. So, so Kate and I will will have a little bit of a, of a mark session right now because the biggest thing that just happened in wrestling right now is that Retribution became relevant again because Mustafa Ali stole the show on Raw, uh, this week, and he revealed himself as the leader of Retribution.
1: Oh my God! It's so perfect. I was hoping. During that match, there would be something because when he was like, oh, yeah, I'll join you. I'm like, that's not right. That's not that's not true. Oh, my God.
0: I mean, putting it, the light it up blew out my mind out
1: That blew my fucking mind.
0: I think it blew everybody's mind. Like it was it was perfectly done because you, you had all of this stuff and you had the swerve of, you know, MVP was trying to like. ...recruit Ricochet, and then Ricochet left without Cedric and Ali, and so it seemed like something was going on, but then Ricochet said, no, well, not Cedric and Ali, I mean, um, Apollo and Ali, Um, and then, you know, Ali kind of got in their face, like, I'm gonna face all of you guys one-on-one, I don't want anybody else out there, just me... And then they, they start to have this match and then it like everything just went together perfectly. Then retribution comes out of it and it's kind of like, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and so MVP's like, join us, you gotta do something right now. And he was like, and he said, I'm in, and I popped for that. I was like, Ali is joining the hurt business, like that's this is amazing. And then they just turned it on its head. And I I mind blown by it.
1: Can I tell you what I want? Can I can I fantasy book for a minute? Go right ahead. All right. So I want f- in my soul for this whole Mustafa Ali push to been the best slow-cooked push in the history of wrestling. So I want him to be the hacker. He's the hacker. Like They confirmed that he was supposed to be the hacker, but then they decided that wasn't a, re- a good enough story anymore. I want them to realign the hacker with retribution but I want him to have become the hacker because I want him to have been bitter about getting injured in 2019 and losing his spot in the elimination chamber that, as we all know, who replaced him? Kofi. Kofi fucking accelerated into the stratosphere during that match. Kofi Mania was born. It was one of the... Best, most natural, organic baby face push I've ever seen in my life. He got the glory. He got the rainy moment. He got everything. Because Mustafa Ali got injured. And I want Mustafa... I want this to... To fucking... I want this to bother Mustafa Ali. I want this to eat at him. I want this to haunt him. And I want him to... I want this to have affected him so much that he he went bad he went dark he started you know hacking into the mainframe i want him to recruit these other wrestlers that he feels and who also feel that the wrong people are being pushed because that's the narrative they're kind of going with that companies favor the wrong people and push the wrong people and people that aren't as deserving like I want all of this to be put together. Like this could be such a thick, hefty, great story with all of these elements. And when Kofi comes back, set up Mustafa versus Kofi.
2: You know, Kate, that's very wishful thinking of you. I know. Uh,
1: but, but we're
2: remembering. I mean everything can
0: change in the draft, so.
2: It's also WWE was speaking of. Anyway, Tears and Thomas, A R A, S H U K, Facebook, Instagram. Anyway, take Check out my other podcast. You mad, bro? We're talking about Trump next week. A lot of a lot of Trump going on. So uh, yeah.
1: Wait, um, did you say chopped but- like the show like on Food Network? What? Do you say chopped
2: like on the Food I said Network? Trump, like the president. Oh fuck that! Never mind. I'm not excited. The, the dying, the dying president.
0: That one.
1: No, he's getting better. They're releasing a commemorative coin celebrating his victory against the China virus.
0: Oh, we're, gonna, we're gonna. All right, all right, all right. Can we not? <laughs> yeah, no, I
2: I I concur. But anyway, Mustafa Ali, um, I I'm gonna. Uh, you know what? I hated this group the past like month. As soon as they started talking and cutting promos, I checked out. I didn't care. Um, but now that Ali, I'll I'll give it a chance. I'm not hopeful. It sounds clear to me like WWE just did this without an end game in mind. They didn't really know what they were going to do. They didn't really have a set leader. Um, and then they were kind of treading water for a few weeks. But now I'm going to see where it goes before I say I downright hate it. But I don't like it. I'm not liking where it's going. Um, Ali, it's a chance. It's a chance for him to do something. It's, it's something different. So I can't bag on them for that. But Ali being the leader, it's kind of like, eh, meh, I'm over this angle. I'm over it
0: here's what it has to do you have to a lot of what's gonna happen next with retribution is on ali and his ability to sell us in a promo all the best factions and all the best heels have the ability to make their point even if you don't agree with it in one promo Nali is going to get that opportunity and I think what needs to be in that promo is the hacker from what I know this is dating back three four years now has it been that long hacker, Oh, that,
2: that he's wanted excuse me you're right I'm sorry
0: yeah the hack he's wanted to do this hacker gimmick for about three to four years and it took forever for them to do it so I would not be surprised if Ali has a little bit more of a hand in this, and it kind of like he, the way his career arc went, especially with you know him getting injured and Brock taking money in the bank from him literally. I feel like this kind of plays in his favor. However, all of that can go away if you can't cut a sh- can't cut a convincing promo. Like you have to sell your reasoning on the promo. He's gonna get the mic next week wherever he's on Raw or SmackDown. And he has to knock this out of the park.
2: Yeah, I I 100 agree. He needs his he needs his like his Seth Rollins moment. Um, like after or he needs at a this, die Rocky die or die Rocky die. Like after Seth turned on the Shield and he came up the next week with the chair and the suit, might as well had the glove on too at this point. Um, but yeah, I agree. Isn't he, that he,
0: when he isn't that when he said like um, I didn't sell out. I bought in
2: exactly precisely. Yeah. He, he does need an oh shit moment and I couldn't agree with you more Ricky like next week is going to be a lot of pressure on this kid now this kid isn't really known for his promo skills and again he hasn't really had a big chance to kind of step up on the mic so like I said I'll give it a chance I don't have high hopes but I'll give it a chance that's the best I can do
0: yeah it, it, it's, it's a lot on this and I uh, uh, no matter what he says he has to say I was the hacker 'Cause if he goes if he goes that route saying I was the hacker, I was trying to let I was trying to clue you in on all of this stuff happening going on on SmackDown and you guys didn't understand, like that's gotta be part of the promo.
2: Yeah, if they can tie that in, that's a that's a good angle.
0: It, it almost has to be because it would make sense as he was trying to expose things going on and Retribution is trying to expose all these other things going on, so it kinda goes hand in hand. If he's like I'm not the hacker, then ooh, it's a bad start.
2: Do we talk about them being terrorists yet? Did we do that while I was away?
0: What's up? Did we talk about them being
2: terrorists yet? Or did I miss that?
0: No, we didn't talk about them being terrorists. I I don't I myself do not perceive them as terrorists. They did a lot of things that were ind not indicative, but uh symbolic of people of people who you would perceive as terrorists or have been perceived as terrorists in the media. But it I it I think at its core it's not a terrorist organization. I haven't heard anybody yet give me a reason why you would consider it a terrorist i do know because i was on twitter uh last night that his his inclusion as the leader a lot of people were like oh it's a terrorist group now kind of just like a very like But that's why people are saying he's a terrorist
1: now that's what's annoying me no one has called them a terrorist group until ali was revealed as the leader and that's fucking annoying
2: yeah, I've always I've always considered them like WWE's Antifa Proud Boys combo um, Especially <laughs> mm-hmm. especially at first because it is you know, they're all in black. They were destroying shit the Molotov cocktail uh, The chainsaw is literally destroying shit spray-painting shit It's very much indicative of what we're seeing going on in major cities in the country right now. So it's kind of relevant so I see the connection to terrorism I um, If you agree with that one way or the other, that's up to you. You make your own call. But since they started cutting promos, no, I have not seen them as terrorists. I pull up dictionary.com so you know it's credible. A terrorist is a person who claims unlawful violence and intimidation, especially against civilians in a pursuit of political aims. Now, technically, they could fit the definition if you want to spin it that way. But in, in my eye, in pursuit of political aims is the big one here. Now, if you want to consider WWE patriarchy as political aims, sure, but I think it's a stretch. And because Ali is what Middle East? What, what is he? He's not Middle Eastern, is he?
0: He's mu- his Muslim. Muslim religion, he's Muslim. but he is middle he is Middle Eastern, right? Middle Eastern descent, but he's from Chicago,
2: right? So that's just people being <laughs> being stupid. I don't think yeah I don't think WWE sees him as a terrorist, and I don't think portraying, I don't think WWE's intent is to portray him as a. Terrorist character. We saw how that worked up with Muhammad Hassan. All right, it didn't work. So, oh, that was so. And that guy was, like <laughs> that guy was like, that guy was Italian. that guy was Italian. So, <laughs> so I, I don't think WWE is that stupid. I think they tend to shy away from the political things publicly on a publicly traded company that's made for kids.
0: Yeah. So who just put the who just put the CEO of Barstool Sports on their board?
2: Yeah, so I, I do not think WWE's intent is to portray them as terrorists. I do not view them as terrorists anymore. I see this as a dead-in-the-water angle.
0: It's all going to—we're all going to see what happens next week, because essentially it's make or break mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, you got, you have everybody You have everybody talking. Now you've got to sell us.
2: Yeah, they had us at first. They lost us. Now they kind of have us again. And, and even if they, even if people hate that they have it, right? Like people are very angry in <laughs> this feud, but all you, all you, all you PC babies out there saying WWE is portraying terrorism, go fuck yourself. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. And if you're upset it, by it's, this, it's I don't, I don't know what to out. tell you.
2: Fucking go a backbone.
0: You can tell them you mad, bro. Yeah. That's what you can tell exactly.
2: them. Exactly. <laughs> biggest podcast yeah, so that's the...
0: <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So, on the, so let's let's move away from the from the from the, from the probably the most divisive thing uh, in wrestling right now, especially with Retribution. But honestly, best of luck to Mustafa I've met the man, great individual. Very so kind I, human I, being. I can, yeah. Very humble. Very kind human very being. Very humble. Yeah. He
1: seems so nice. I've always wanted to meet
0: him. I, w- I we Will and I met him at Access when we were hungover. But yes, very humble guy.
2: Oh, he's gorgeous oh. too. Beautiful man, long hair. Oh
1: my god. Yes. His hair is so pretty. Yeah
0: yeah honestly before we before we get off of that like half it was like half of twitter being in part of retribution half of people being like this like their terrorist group and then like and there was this other like group of people being like oh my god he is so hot right now
1: i noticed that too
2: <laughs> it's the wet hair man i'm a sucker for wet hair
0: <laughs> i'm sorry
1: i'm but sorry like hair, it looks like it smells good
2: Right, like it, yeah. I bet. I bet he has great fragrance. It smells like lavender and lilac all day. Like right, him and Roman. All right, right. right, Kate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ruin your night or make your night right here. Imagine him and Roman Reigns in a sauna.
0: Oh, that just made her not Made
2: their night, <laughs> night. Just in towels, all muscular and sweaty.
0: <laughs> you. I will tell you, have probably made a couple of our listeners' nights, too, or days, whenever we're listening to this. because oh, yeah. To this, cause it- they might be listening to it at work too. I,
2: I have this, I have this new thing on the podcast. Where I kind of want people to think I'm gay, <laughs> when I'm not. <laughs> because I, I love, I, do, I, I love, I love this quick sideberg here. Like I, I just, I love saying that men, certain men are just absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> I just, men, I love doing it. This is certain men Are gorgeous? Yeah, he's I mean, I'm like this. I'm straight as an arrow, but certain men are fucking gorgeous. Mustafa <laughs> Ali it's and Roman Reigns are two of
0: them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gorgeous men, mm-hmm. absolutely. So let's go on to something that I think was universally well received this weekend, and that was NXT Takeover. We've said, ad Bro, takeover We've said this at nausea. We've said this at Well, incredible is that when you least expect it, NXT knocks it out of the park.
2: Yeah, like remember when I said last Takeover? It was one of the worst. Takeover Thirty was one of the worst. And that's still saying something because it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. This was one of their best. Top five for me. Absolutely one of the yeah. best shows, top to bottom. And for me, you know, Ricky, we talk all the time about the, the ebbs and flows, the yeah. ins and outs, the high points and low points of a pay-per-view.
0: This was perfect.
2: This one, every match, I was like, that was a great match. Oh, that match was better. Every match was better than the rest, and every match set the bar higher and higher and higher. There higher. was no low points. It just kept going up, 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 up. And that main event was match of the year.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, even in the cruiserweights, at the show stealer, almost stole the show. Almost,
1: that cruiserweight match was insanity. Almost. I, like that
2: was- you know, we're gonna. I think they missed mm-hmm. their spot because that was Swerve's night. The crowd was behind him. He looked phenomenal. Oh, he he and then Swerve should have it.
1: won. That is my that's my only critique of that match. And when
2: he when he lost, it just it sucked the air out of the night to the point where. Um, like, I wasn't so much angry that the other guy won. I was just very angry that Swerve didn't.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we've been following Swerve since Evolve. So, like, we, I'm very invested in Swerve. Yes. He's a star. Very, very invested in him. I really uh, thought he was
1: going to win. Like, it was, it was,
0: oh, it he was had perfect.
1: It.
0: He had it.
1: I disagree with no title changes at all.
0: That was the weird one. I, if anything, I thought Swerve was going to change yeah. the title. I didn't think the big ones were going to change, but I thought Swerve might have had it in a new direction. But they are also very high on Escobar. Escobar, that's I don't his blame name. Them. I literally
2: forgot his name. I'm sorry, Escobar. Well, yeah, they Santos changed Escobar. him
1: from El Hijo del Fantasma.
2: Yeah, Escobar is great. Another beautiful yeah. man, by the way.
1: hmm hmm
0: <laughs> Yeah. He's like Andrade, So Before we start Andrade breaking A2. this down, <laughs> WWE's yes, live division is all mm-hmm. It's getting bigger. Yeah. So let, let, we're going to break this down, match by match, but before we get to that, late on Sunday, WWE was like, oh, by the way, we have this thing called the Capitol Wrestling Center because we just turned the, the Performance Center into a mini Thunderdome. Here you go. We're never going back to full cell. And to be quite honest, my initial impression of it was, holy shit, it's Raw Underground the way it's supposed to be.
2: I thought the exact same thing. I always and... thought that. And they did exactly what I've been talking about a few weeks ago when I debuted Thunderdome. Like, you need people in the, the – you need, you need the PC crowd, the performance center crowd, in the actual lower bowl and then people on the wall because it makes noise more believable. And mm-hmm. yeah. they, di- they definitely piped in noise, but I feel oh, like yeah. the people in the crowd were also super loud so it just did the whole presentation of it the whole feel of it the whole production of it was flawless
0: yeah i loved it i was like because when triple H when they posted about it Triple H was like it's gonna be like thunderdome but like an nxt heavy metal rock and roll feel and i was like and i saw it and i was like hey, this is exactly what he wants it was so mm-hmm.
2: grunge it was so grunge
0: yeah
1: and corey taylor was so grunge. The, the uh the theme for the show too which was an excellent touch
0: yeah, so grunge, so very underground like. It was awesome. I don't know how they got people in the virtual thing because I didn't get an invite or anything for it. Like, they kept that really secret. Yeah. But he's getting this virtual invite. I was very surprised at that. But now I want to get in it because, like, I just, I've been on Raw, I've been on SmackDown, I was in SummerSlam. I want to be in the Capitol Wrestling Center.
1: NXT is the one I want most. I was supposed to be in Raw last night, but I bailed again.
0: Because you got too high.
1: No, like, I don't know. Like, I get really excited. To do Thunderdome, and then I sign up for it, and then I forget about it until the day of, and then I'm like, "Fuck, I don't feel like doing it after like school and shit all day. I don't want to do it.
2: I don't know. But why. Yeah. I've I've never heard of Capital Wrestling. Like, apparently it was
0: the original name of WWE. Essentially, like
2: it was a real thing. Like I, like yeah. I consider myself a pretty decent wrestling historian. Like not in detail, but like a general overview. Like I've heard of all the territories, like even a yeah. WWF. But, like, I've never heard of Capital Wrestling like that. And I was very intrigued until the, they opened it was the show. It was one of the
0: names that I think uh, Vince... Uh, Vince Senior started Capital Wrestling. And then it morphed into, like, WWF and WWF and WWE and all of that. So, it, that's how it started.
1: And that was when it was just, like, local, right?
0: I believe Capital Wrestling was the original... Was the original territory. Okay. And that's what... That's when they had Madison Square Garden and... the that's why they did the drop-down microphone, which I thought was a beautiful touch. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah I, I love when they have what's old is new again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was talking about this um, the other day in podcasting on the Cyberg here. Like, in general, where's podcast going? Where's the future of podcasts going? Think of, like, Howard Stern, like, where people call in, or, like, Opie and Anthony. People call in. They have that kind of, like, four-hour format. People call in and do whatever. Eventually, that's going to be podcasting again. And that's a very old-school yeah. radio technique. And what's going to be what's old is new. And I, I, I'm I all about it. And I thought, yeah, it, was, I, I thought I it was a great touch. It. it was the details that made NXT a 10 out of 10 for me.
0: Yeah, it was it was all about the details. The only grab I did have is because they do also the same thing with Thunderdome. Although it's not as noticeable in Thunderdome. It was noticeable in uh, the Capitol Wrestling Center. Because we have to call it that now. Um... They only did like two thirds of the walls with video screens because they left the hard cam, like the hard cam side, kind of very open. Yeah. And that's fine, but they kept doing shots of like opposite the hard cam and you just saw the empty void. And I thought that took away from it a little bit.
2: I think you might have to do that though because all the camera equipment.
0: Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I mean, that's my. I
2: did notice that too. I noticed that in Thunderdome as well. But like, you got to put all that shit somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> right like you gotta have people, <laughs> yeah. like, what do you think people monitor their screens probably in that black void probably like how much power probably. like how many outlets do you think they have there
0: <laughs> I don't know, you know they, I mean? like, what's, like, what's, they remodel what's the power them.
2: supply dude like that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> it's 18,000 hamsters on wheels
0: it's running shit <laughs> they have like Thor handcuffed hand in the back right? just Literally. generating lightning <laughs>
2: So that's probably my best (laughs) Uh, guess. Because it's WWE. It seems like WWE would think of that little thing. They probably don't do it because they physically can't.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, even the presentation watches, they did a lot of low-camera shots. So, like, it looked bigger. Like, you kind of looked like you were kind of in this, like, digital grunge arena. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. It was very, very awesome. But let's get into the matches uh, real quick. Because we're going to spend a lot of time on this. Because that's how much I really thought TakeOver... Just knocked it out of the park. Damien Priest versus Johnny Gargano. Great way to start.
2: Yeah, that was my that was my opening match. I was thinking, like, how are they going to book this show? And <laughs> the first match, it has to be Johnny. It has to be Damien Priest. And they had a solid match. Mm. They had a great match. Johnny has a good match with everybody. He plays that role of, don't worry, kid. I'm going to put you over while getting myself over. It. If don't you don't mind, I'm going to get myself over, too. But you're going you're gonna <laughs> yeah. to look great. You're going to look great.
0: You're going to be a star, don't worry, but I'm just going to do some stuff to make myself pop. Exactly. I
1: love Johnny Gargano. I fucking love him. Like...
0: It- He's so amazing. His detail, his details and matches, because he, he booked that match. I know he mm-hmm. did. Fantastic. I also thought it was a good thing that they used Damien Priest entrance to highlight what the Capitol Wrestling Center can do entrance-wise.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: With like the fire everywhere, and he did the he did the bow and arrow, and the whole thing lit up with his name. I was like, "That's dope."
1: I loved it. Like it was a good. I loved it. It was a great
0: way to show off, and then, like you said, well, Johnny just made Damien Priest look amazing. The all the spots that they did, him diving over the uh the ring onto the security guards. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, and
2: this is this is props to NXT too, right? Like think of a think where Damien Priest was a year ago, he was. He was in high-profile matches, a lot of multi-man matches that he never really won, but he was getting mm-hmm. showcased, and that's NXT saying, hey, don't worry, we have faith in you, just wait your turn, right? Because they had to get Keith Lee yeah. over, they had to get Adam Cole over, they had to get all these guys over, but as soon as they leave, they set up the next guy to take that spot, and that, right now it's Damian Priest's time. And he is mm-hmm. running with it. The past, the past two or three months have been the best work of his career
0: absolutely it doesn't hurt but apparently he's also dating eo if that wasn't abundantly oh clear after NXT is he week. really um it looks like it on tv they got those
1: chemistry would,
2: those would be weird kids man
0: <laughs> <laughs> just really awkwardly tall and screaming the whole time yeah i can see it like
1: yeah
2: like would their son have a deep voice or
1: like <laughs> <laughs> just, you know what i
2: mean like how many ages do you have a really deep voice
0: None. I know none, to be honest with you, <laughs> except for that one guy. That's like, oh my, he does all those commercials.
1: George
2: Katai. Oh, George Tis- Khai. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: From Star that's Trek. Audience. Yeah, from Star Trek.
0: Yes. So then, let's move on. Speaking of speaking of intergalactic things, let's move on to. Dream versus Kushida, and I was really interested to see how Dream was going to come out, how he was going to do his entrance, and in typical Dream fashion, he just wanted to shit on his opponent, and he came out as Doc Brown, and Kate, I thought that was really fucking genius.
1: I'm astounded how many people on Twitter didn't get the reference.
2: I didn't know who he was. I was like, why is his hair what? all gray? What I do was you mean, confused. You know, what
1: do you mean? I knew right away <laughs> I was it was Doc Brown. I
2: didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. But now I see it. Um, Kate, well,
1: I want Kushida- you to talk about this match. You don't want to talk about this match. Uh,
2: I want. I want. I want to hear what you have to say.
1: Um, oh yeah. No. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I was playing a lot of Animal Crossing and snacking during this match. It from what <laughs> I you y'all you heard me last week bitch about Velveteen Dream. Um, I was nervous about it. So I was pleased that he lost, but I thought his entrance was genius. I will give him that. The entrance was genius. I, again, I don't like him anymore, but he has really good in-ring psychology and, like, understands the business really, really well. And he made Kushida look great. And Kushida's a fucking star, too. And I'm really looking forward to seeing more. I want to see Kushida, like, get in the, the North American title picture and just keep elevating himself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is a match. This is a match designed to get Kashida over. It's a stepping stone. You use, you use the heat that Dream actually has, and Dream played his role really well. Like he knew that no one wanted him to win. He even yelled into, he yelled into the camera, "Boo me now!" Like he knows. Yeah. He's not stupid, and he's and he's playing into it, and I think that's fine. Because guess what? It helps Kashida. And they, they they worked well together. Dream is Dream is gonna do what Dream's gonna do. He's at this point a heat magnet. He's not at like bad heat just yet, which is very surprising. Um but he he can play this angle.
2: It's cause it's not real fans there. I think that's why.
1: Thank hmm. God for that though. Right? Um This
2: match Wait. was all a hundred percent Kushida. This was a Kushida show. Uh, Dream yeah. really sold that arm bar. He really, really sold that arm. Like, his screaming was yeah. so over the top, but it wasn't, like, theatrical bullshit. Um, and Kushida's mean streak, man, was terrifying. Terrifying. It's was, very, it's, it's very it was, scary. Yeah, and it was very believable. Um, this was a Kushida show. Dream did his part, but, ag- again, a star-making performance Kashida. Kushida. He's been injured multiple times. He's been a little slow off the ground. But this new character, this new push, if he can stay healthy, man, power to him. Great talent. He's got it. Great talent.
0: He's absolutely got it. Uh, so the next match was the show stealer almost before the main event. But it was, my lord, they 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 placed us so well. You had um, Santos Escobar versus Swerve. And besides the finish, a no-nonsense, hard-hitting Cruiserweight Championship match. Yeah. Unreal.
2: It was the promo they did last week on NXT, back and forth, like on the Zoom call. Um, yeah. That really sold the match.
0: Yeah. It was just... I, I, I don't know. It was it was great. I liked Kate, how, um, how Escobar came out as kind of his lucha self, kind of pulling in Andrade, mm-hmm. like when he did in Philly, and then he ripped it off, and then you just have Swerve just being Swerve, and these guys aren't like when you think of cruiserweights historically you don't think of these guys as both of these guys are well over six feet tall
2: yeah they're big boys but you they know, are they don't,
0: quick yeah <laughs> they are quick they are fast they are like it's almost like wd's trying to re like revamp how you perceive a cruiserweight and it's working like this match made me be like i need to start watching 205 live again
1: I feel that cruiserweights, there's kind of like a negative stigma associated towards them because, yeah, because they're under 205, they're little and they're like scrawny and shrimpy and there's a lot of flippy shit, but you can be big and fast and still under the weight limit and like people don't really realize that or think of that. People tend to think of yeah. people in one specific manner and they don't really try to explore new opportunity.
0: Yeah, and this match was just uh, it was it was fantastic, and it would have stole the show if it wasn't for everything else that happened on the, on the show in and of itself. So, Will, what are your thoughts on this on this cruiser? I'll call it the cruiser great match. I, I, had one of those a
2: I, I really really wanted Swerve to win, and I'm very disappointed he didn't. But again, another star making match. NXT does a great job at just rebuilding stars with these takeovers. And right they're three for three. You got Priest, Yoshida, yeah. and Swerve.
0: Yeah. All talks of night. And then, they just decided to surprise the crap out of everybody and also shit on Cody Rhodes because out of nowhere, they said, by the way, we're bringing back Halloween Havoc and Shotzi Blackheart, the Scream Queen herself, is hosting the event. Bye, and the. Day- And I lost it, because, like, I remember when it came up, because, like, literally, like, it was, like, this, it's just this. it's just a pic, it looks like a picture of just this random haunted house, and, like, I have a smart TV, so I was like, did, did my screensaver come on, <laughs> or something, so I'm just, like, <laughs> 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 and then Shachi pops up and starts screaming, I'm like, what the hell is going on? And they're bringing back Halloween Havoc, and I know kate you couldn't be more excited for this
1: um sorry i have no words i wanted this (laughs) you're (laughs)
0: speechless
1: (laughs) i've been asking for halloween havoc to come back every halloween for for fucking ever forever and last halloween i was gifted the return of my chemical romance so like i didn't think i would get another like present for halloween but not only do we get halloween havoc Shotzi's fucking hosting it she's the elvira of nxt what did yeah. we do yeah. to get so lucky
2: this is what everyone wanted
0: triple h running the show AP yeah Trips. it's exactly what everyone wanted yeah uh, uh. Will do you think that they will bring back the Halloween Havoc set? Because that's the last thing that every—that's re- like the no. last thing that people want now. But we know no, I Havoc don't. Is back.
2: I don't. I don't think so at all. Um, because they haven't done it for anything else. So, I I don't. I they, think did in
0: your, they brought in your house back. They, they brought the they brought the house of in your house back.
2: Did they? I don't even remember. They did. Um, yeah. I I I don't know. Like what? What is the set? It's a giant pumpkin. Mm-hmm.
0: Think of, like, you ever played WCW versus NWO Revenge? No. But yeah, it was like a giant pumpkin and a bat, and they had, like, these dual entrances. I'm
1: gonna send it to you.
2: Hold on. Well, I'm in I'm in it's... October 96 right now, and Halloween Havoc is coming up in WCW. I'm watching WCW as we speak. Um,
0: oh, that not that the Eddie guerrero um, Rey Mysterio match from 96? No, that's
2: 97. Um, ah. it's, it's Hogan versus Macho Man in the main event.
0: Okay, I think it's like the Halloween Havoc either like '98 or '97 set. It's '97.
2: Oh, '97 set. Okay.
0: Yeah, but the Halloween Havoc set. I'm not saying the pay-per-view because they're obviously making it up on Wednesday. There you go. Will. Like they're doing up They're doing like a Halloween Havoc edition of it on, on the Wednesday show. And oh it's shit! Be hosted that by one. Of... That's the. Yeah. That's
2: the Warrior, Kate. Gross. That's '98. Um. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I don't know how it's going to work with the giant with all the LED lights and the LED boards. They'll probably have that image on the LED boards. Something like I that. I feel like Who at some point, point
1: Shotzi is going to be in an armchair a la Vincent Price at some point during this special. Off to the side somewhere. I'm calling it now.
0: I'm I'm very excited to see how they book because, like, Shotzi loves horror stuff. Uh, Shotzi's just stealing Michelle, especially in, like... When you when they, when they shot to her in the crowd, she's losing her mind. I
1: saw and I, I saw it on Twitter it. after you asked me if I saw it, and I lost my shit. It was great.
0: Oh, when she was when she was pretty much almost head banging the uh, the plexiglass. I thought she was gonna bash
1: her head into the fucking glass. I can't wait for her to be champion. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, she oh she can't wait till she gets her takeover moment because that is gonna happen. Uh but let's keep it on with the with the women of NXT, and we have EO versus Candice. Like you didn't think this was going to be a great match. This was also a great match. You
1: know what was trash though? <laughs> Her wings looked like crap.
0: <laughs> I think that's the idea.
1: No, like
0: they were awkwardly small.
1: They didn't look. I mean, Candice
0: Lerae is also a very small woman.
1: But it looked like she got, like she bought the kitty size by mistake.
0: She's like five two. So
1: am I, and I know how to buy wings. They were too small. Like, if you're doing gear like that, and you want to do, like, cutesy, like, fucked-up-looking wings, they have to be bigger and more proportionate to your body.
0: Yeah, to each his own. Uh, I, I look at this match, and I, I, I can't help but think, Will, that Johnny Gargano also booked this match as well. Probably. Guy <laughs> has a brilliant wrestling mind.
2: Um, a, little, <laughs> a little bit of a slow start, but it picked up really quickly.
0: Yeah, and also one of the greatest rep bumps I've ever seen. That was fantastic, that rep bump.
1: Oh yes. I really He
0: rolled himself out.
1: I really believed in my soul Candace would win for a
0: moment. Almost. Like Especially with the uh with the Johnny Reffing.
1: Oh my god. The, Johnny it? Reffing is one of my favorite things I've ever seen in wrestling.
0: That was so weird.
1: I loved it. <laughs> The,
2: I love how saying, she kicked
0: out of a fast count.
2: The ref saying, give me my shirt back. I'm like, dude, he didn't take your shirt. You're still wearing your
0: shirt. like, ref, shut
2: the fuck up. Just throw him out. Give me my shirt back. You're still wearing your shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. EO ends up winning a crazy barn burner. And then all the surprises out of nowhere started happening. Tony Storm showed up on one of the screens, which is actually probably the best use of the screens in the C W in the uh, Capitol Wrestling. My Center. second yeah.
1: psycho pop of the
0: night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a great way to reintroduce Tony Storm. That was awesome, and then you had the random, the biker person who revealed themselves as Ember Moon. <sighs> Which I was like, holy crap, the women's division in NXT is now the strongest division in all of wrestling. Yeah, wrestling. that's
2: it's exactly what Ember Moon needed. This is exactly the kick in the ass she needs to revamp her career. Because uh, she got yeah. called main roster, didn't really do much, had a bunch of injuries. Now she's back to thrive. So I'm very excited to see what she does.
0: You know what I thought was really funny? Because I was like, people were like, no, I asked people on Twitter. Um, who do you think this mystery person is? And I was like, you know, it sounds like it was a very, like, f- a female-bodied-sounding voice. And they were like, no, it's not. It's going to be Bo Dallas. Watch. That huh. <laughs> well, was definitely Dallas. Bo Dallas. I know it was Bo Dallas. <laughs>
1: because they th- Cause it was for somebody looking to go for the NXT championship.
0: They're, yeah, they were like, look, look, it's the regular NXT title, not the women's. I was like, it's a, green, it's a green-filtered video. Well, originally, people like thought it
1: was Bobby Roode, and when Bobby Roode showed up and Raw, everyone's like, fuck, it's Bo Dallas, I guess. He's the only tramp available.
2: <laughs> fuck, it's Bo Dallas, I guess. I mean, well, because, I mean, here's the thing. never my life.
1: Did I think this Bo is, Dallas would be the default for something? This is,
2: this is something I thought about on the pay-per-view. When she showed up, I was just like, wait a minute. Any of these, like, vignetted reveals like this, like, with a date on it? Nine times out of ten, if not ninety-nine times out of a hundred, it's a guy. Yeah. That's true. So you really don't get these surprise returns like this, with like a with a package behind it and a mystery behind it out of a woman. So it was a very it was a very pleasant surprise to me. I was like, wow, this is pretty fucking awesome. Amber Moon. Unless nice. I will give nice you, surprise. Th-
1: they do the surprise. They do special surprise reveals if the woman is getting a makeover.
2: Yeah. Like, I well, Carmela. Carmela doesn't count,
1: right? But like. Unless
2: it's unless it's unless it's, unless it's ob- Like unless it's obviously a woman. You know what I mean? Like no one yeah. thought this was going to be a woman.
0: I thought, that was just me.
2: Everyone but, but no I one but Ricky it. thought it was going to be a woman.
0: I didn't
1: I didn't think about who it would be. <coughs> Excuse me. Um I yeah. knew it wasn't Bo Dallas. <laughs> I knew that much.
0: Yeah, I mean, but now you look at it. NXT's women's division, no one's beating that. Nobody, top to bottom, that thing is stacked to the nines.
1: I do wish Mercedes and Mia were in NXT, though.
0: That would just kill. That would kill the market for women's wrestling. It'd be all centered on NXT. NXT could if, if Mia and Mercedes were still there NXT could be like you know what fuck all these guys let's just do NXT and just call it the women's division
1: perfect
0: and it'll kick ass will kick everybody else's ass
1: I kind of wouldn't be mad if there was an, an all women show I wouldn't be mad about it
0: I wouldn't be surprised if that happens somewhere down the road like far down the road but it's probably in, like in ten years. Head. something like that uh, when women's wrestling is more prominent across the board uh, but let let's go into. I I can't I can't not disagree with you on this. Potentially the match of the year, if not in all of wrestling, in NXT and WWE. So we'll talk about Kyle versus Finn. Sweaty. <laughs> and bloody. They were
2: so sweaty. And I was just like, damn! They must have turned the heat up because, like, it was a very it was very technical back-and-forth match, but these guys were just beating each other up. Um, It wasn't that, like, spot-fest, super-kick, suplex, like, high-flying match. It was a very technical we're-gonna-wrestle kind of match, which isn't usually my cup of tea. Like, it was like a Timothy Thatcher match. Um, But it it was so good. And, like, they're, they look the same, they had the same height, same body, like, same facial hair, this different color. But, like, they these guys were just twins. They just matched each other. It was a perfect 50-50 the whole way through. Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Another star. Again.
0: Yeah. I... Mm-hmm. Just... I, I loved everything about the build into it. Uh... Especially for me, Kate, what it was was that I loved how everybody, including Shawn Michaels, was like Kyle O'Reilly is a star and he needs to get he he deserves this moment, and he 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 proved it. He proved that he can shine. Everybody, in the undisputed era was behind him. Like Kyle O'Reilly proved his worth, and oh, yeah. for such a short for such a short time to build that up, they did it perfectly, and Finn did a great job. Uh, with it as well.
1: As a huge fan of both of them, I'm so fucking pleased. Um, I don't know. Kyle O'Reilly. I talk about this a lot, how I like consuming media with people that I feel are very relatable. And Kyle O'Reilly, I I don't know why, I just feel very drawn and connected to him. Like, he's just fucking, he's like the boy next door. Like, he's... Mm-hmm. He's like what I would imagine. Like if I were a little boy and I was watching wrestling, I grew. Up, I would want to be like Kyle O'Reilly, like because he seems like he could be like me. So like I just, I just find him. I just find him very compelling and very charming. And then Finn Balor, my goodness, um, <laughs> love of my life. Um, I'm worried about Finn's jaw if...
0: We're worried about a lot. They both started internally bleeding um, in that their match.
1: Their mouths were bleeding, and at first I was very into it, because I I always get really stoked <laughs> for color. <and laughs>
0: Jesus,
2: Kate.
1: No, Jesus. not like that. Stop it. No. I don't know. I always like when matches have color. I always like it. So I'm, just, I'm feeling it. I'm down for it. And then, next thing I realize, Finn's jaw is a puffer fish. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs>
0: it's a puffer fish. He was,
1: like, and they they have a shot where he's, like, looking straight at hard cam and, like, the one side of his jaw is just all puffy. He's like, and he's, like, trying to look all mean and Chubby's just like... Wah! But he's all puffy. <laughs> and <laughs> they... I know he got brought in to have x-rays done on his jaw because they believe his jaw is fractured. So, like... Yeah. This now will have... This possibly could mean two NXT champions in a row that have to vacate due to injury, and this is Finn's second title where he's had to vacate due to injury. And I can't.
0: Yeah, but at least he defended it once.
1: Yeah, it's true. He defended Wait, does he it. Ha- does he have to vacate it? Is that a fact? Uh, we don't know yet. Like
0: we won't know. They haven't revealed anything about what's going to happen if he even if, there's even if his jaw is
1: like him. broken or some shit. Like they might have to wire him shut.
0: Oh, he'll be like original Kanye. I was just gonna speak. say
1: Kanye, but he's not gonna be. I don't think we're gonna let him wrestle with a wired jaw.
0: Yeah, that can't be. That can't be safe. That's
1: not safe. It, so if he can't defend, it, he can't hold the title.
0: Yeah, but we'll see what happens. I don't want to. I don't want to speculate too much. But what I do know, especially uh, for K, because you'll know, but a little bit more so than Will Will. Um, this was, I mean, as technical as it was, and I, I forgot who I was telling about this, but, like, this was a New Japan match.
1: It was yes. a New Japan this match.
0: Were, it was a New Japan match in disguise.
1: I think that's That's exactly that's what they I did. That's why I loved it so much.
0: Yeah. Like, Finn has- Finn has giant history in New Japan. Kyle has history on the Indies in New Japan. Kyle- is a Brazil Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, specialist. Oh, well, they called it BJJ on, on the on the uh broadcast I thought it was really funny. Uh but yeah, it was it was just a strong style match. Hard hitting, no nonsense, and it worked to perfection.
1: Perfect. Absolute
0: perfection. And then Ridge Holland almost killed Adam Cole, apparently. And I that loved was so it. random.
1: I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yo, with Ridge Holland and Finn are together, I'm gonna lose my mind. Ugh. Give me, give
0: me. That's your next start. NXT just said that's your next start. We're gonna put Rich Holland over. Rich
1: Holland's great. I'm very, I'm, I'm very excited about NXT being so high on him because I really enjoyed his start in NXT UK.
0: I'm very excited about NXT. As much as I'm gonna be sad to set to have Full cell be like a thing of the past, I really enjoy the Capitol Wrestling Center and what they can do with it. And moving forward, it's gonna be great. But before we go to commercial break, real quick. Let's let's rate this nxt. Uh, I'm gonna go first. This is what do I say? Eight. Yeah. E- easily. It's so hard for me to give. It's not hard for me to give this a ten, but like I gotta like as much as I was blown away, I wasn't completely blown away, but it's still really high. This is a nine five for me. Kate Murphy, what you got?
1: Um, I too am giving it a nine five. It is losing the the half a point for me because Swerve didn't win and <laughs> i have one other criticism but it's not a fair one and i recognize that i'm being unfair but i miss maro so much uh,
0: and i know Mar- i can't
1: i can't fault the pay-per-view for him not being signed anymore but i'm i'm having a hard time watching takeover without him
0: I will say Morrow in the Capitol Wrestling Center would be fantastic.
1: I wanted him... Could you imagine him calling Finn and Kyle, though? Oh,
0: he would have sold it to the nines.
1: The whole, it would have just been a lot of yeah, us? the whole match. All
2: right, before I give my rating, I have a, actually have a question for you guys. please forget all about this. Did you... Was was uh, Beth Phoenix and Wade Barrett actually there?
1: Like, at the... No. At, at the
2: like they where were, were they?
1: They were apparently doing commentary remotely, and they had two random humans at so the commentary like, table. Because that's why I noticed.
2: I was like Beth Phoenix doesn't have brown hair. Like, and I, and I looked over. I was like, Wade Barrett was talking. He had this like fat guy, fat faced guy, is staring at the match. Like, normally they're looking at the monitor, actually speaking. I'm like, that's not Wade Barrett. I was so confused. I was like, Watch, I, I was like. Like during the main event, I was watching. The, I was looking for the booth more than I was to watching the actual match. But, so I was shook, but I'm giving it a ten. I thought this. I thought this car was perfect. Ten out of ten.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's not much more to say there. So great job, NXT Takeover. The Capital Wrestling Center is here to stay. I wanted to stay. It's badass. Shame. It really is. I did shout a thug
1: yeah, but- to you for
0: fu- full sale though. Yeah, R.I.P. Full sale I
1: always wanted to go, so, and I'm really sad I'm never getting to go now.
0: I was going to try to go too for WrestleMania before WrestleMania this year, and it just didn't happen. Be it as it may, say love is such as life. Uh, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're gonna do a little drafting, and we're going to draft Raw and SmackDown, and then talk about our some of our favorite moments from the first year of AEW. All of that when we come back from commercial break. We'll be right back.
1: Hey guys, this is the Princess of Pro Wrestling, SoCal Val. You are listening to Wrestle Attic Radio. I'm sending
2: all the love from California. Mwah. Wrestle Leg, Wrestle Wrestle Do you remember the Monday Night Wars? I know you do. If you were alive, I know you were lucky. Um, I myself am just catching up on the wrestling wars, so I decided to do a Patreon exclusive show for all you peeps. Wrestle Wars. Wrestle Wars is a show where I myself break down by myself. The Monday Night Wars on a month-by-month basis with a scoring system uh, covering ECW, because they were part of it too, don't you forget, uh, WWF and WCW starting in January of 1996 all the way until March of 2001 when the war officially ended. Uh, hear my shenanigans, my thoughts on the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the extreme of all of wrestling. So please go to our Patreon, $5 a month, $0.17 cents a day, and hear my ranting, my ramblings of Wrestle Wars comes out three weeks a month and you'll love it. I love it. I love doing it. You can go back and watch with me. Explore. If you want to be a guest, hit me up. You can do it. Wrestle Wars. You'll love it. I love it. Let's go.
1: Hey peeps. This is
2: Mr. Fretz from the game changer podcast. Bow down and kiss the feet of royalty because you are listening to the Kings of the Rings podcast right here on Wrestleotic Radio. The cure for the common wrestling podcast.
0: And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 216, The Capital Wrestling Paradise. I am your host, King Ricky Rosé, alongside Willie T and the Kate Murphy. And lo and behold, folks, uh, on this Friday's episode of SmackDown begins the WWE draft, the first draft that we've had in about two years or so. Uh... So, apparently, according to WWE and Raw this week, there's 80 eligible superstars who can be drafted to either Raw or SmackDown. We also don't have a clue how NXT is going to be involved in this, if they are going to be involved at all. So, there is a lot on the table, and there's a lot left up to be imagination. The draft starts on SmackDown, will end on Raw. So, this is going to be a pretty funky uh, uh, next couple of uh, shows for WWE. But we'll see how it all plays out, and right now we are going to try to predict this, how the draft is going to go for both shows. So each of us on the show are going to have the opportunity to talk about who goes where and why, um, and then we're just going to discuss from there on out. So we're first going to start with the founder, the proprietor, B. Mac Militant, the guy who didn't even plan this out until right now. When you're hearing it, Will Tarashock is going to draft her on SmackDown. On the fly right now. What do you got, Will? Are you doing the full
2: draft or this the first pick?
0: Do whatever feels right to you. Alright, I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna do the first five for each then. Um Okay. Smackdown is going to be Roman first, Charlotte second, Seth third. Ooh. Um Oh, uh, crap. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: It's hard, isn't it?
2: <laughs> let's see. Who else is
0: on the roster?
2: Um, The Hurt Business. They're going to be in the top five. All of them. The whole Hurt Business.
0: And they're going to SmackDown all? Smackdown. Or are you just going like SmackDown Smack- roster? Going so the Hurt Smackdown. Business goes to SmackDown.
2: Interesting. Yep. And let's see. The fifth. I'll have Adam Cole.
0: Ooh. So you're pretty much saying Rich Holland taking him out as the end of Adam Cole. Yes.
2: And then Raw. Top five is going to be Drew. Braun. The Fiend. Uh, I need a woman, don't I? Uh, Alexa Bliss. At some point, maybe. Alexa Bliss. And uh, John Carlos Stanton home run, um, and Yay! nice. I'll go with Biggie.
0: Interesting that Biggie gets moved over the the. Actually, I'm
2: gonna swap the Hurt Business on SmackDown for uh, Keith Lee.
0: Okay. Even though he does have a thing with Braun right now, and I thought that was pretty fantastic. Yeah. But we'll see.
2: I think Keith Lee needs a fresh coat of paint on SmackDown.
0: He does need some fresh gear, too. My God, I can't stand his gear right now. It's trash.
2: So that's my my top five for each.
0: Interesting. Okay. So a little brief draft by Will, but let's see what Kate Murphy has in store, because I know, Kate, you've been preparing the most out of anybody on this show for this, so... Let's see what you got. Um.
1: So I didn't quite do it the way Will did. Like I didn't do like my top. Like I didn't plot out like who the number one picks are. I just wrote who I think is going to be moved. Is that cool?
0: Okay, that's fine.
1: All right. So the people I believe are going to smack down are, Aleister Black, Keith Lee, Murphy, Samoa Joe, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. Roderick Strong, Zelina Vega,
0: The Undisputed Era. And Peyton Royce.
1: (laughs) I well, I don't know if we're gonna count Undisputed Era as a draft pick or four separate picks. I don't know what they wanna
0: do. So just to be honestly, to to be honest with you, if they if they did ret all right, so I'm here's what I'm thinking now, but this is just me thinking on the fly at the moment. If you want to counter for retribution, you keep undisputed era together, and you start out in like retribution, is like trying to attack somebody, and when you hear shock the system. That's a great way to debut that.
1: Why plans for retribution?
0: Undis- uh, I would. I like in my mind, I'm like undisputed versus retribution would be amazing. They shouldn't be eligible first of all.
2: Retribution shouldn't be eligible because <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Because their whole story is we're gonna destroy the patriarchy of WWE. But we're gonna but draft you so to don't do get that. We're we Okay, come over. Okay, okay. We want you to do that on SmackDown. Come on, come to SmackDown and do that. No, that's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> Although, I,
2: I, <laughs> I, right. I did have, I did have a fun theory though. I want Bray Wyatt on SmackDown and the Fiend to go to Raw. <laughs> That'd be great. I want, I want, great. I want sweater vest Bray Wyatt on SmackDown. I want the Fiend on Raw. I love that I think that'd be great I think it could work too because they're all they're not traveling they're all in the same place
0: yeah it'd be fantastic <laughs> I, I do think like that'd that be idea. fucking
2: incredible I love
1: that <laughs> um uh, AJs for... AJ
2: going to raw too the Miz is going to raw uh, um Kofi's
0: going to raw
1: I have my raw list too oh uh,
0: please what's your raw list Kate?
1: um for the people I think are going to raw. Kofi, Xavier, Biggie, Jeff Hardy, Sheamus. Cause I really want to see Sheamus versus Drew. After yes. watching I Drew's twenty four, I want Sheamus on Raw to go against Drew. I think King Corbin's going to Raw. Matt Riddle's going to Raw. Johnny Gargano, Elias, Ron Strowman, Nikki Cross, and Candice LeRae. The
0: Gargano's on Raw. Yeah. I would like them on SmackDown. That's just me interesting okay is there any more kate in your picks
1: no anything unless i think of something off the top of my head but that's everything i've prepared
0: okay so here's what i've here's what i've got so far for my raw and smackdown list we're going to start with raw and just initially here's what i have here's how i set it up all your current champions are remaining on the show agree i agree so uh, also agree i didn't move anybody so, like, so, for instance, for Raw, Drew staying, Lashley and the Hurt Business are staying because Lashley is the U.S. champ on Raw. But Street Profits, because they're the Raw Tag Team Champions, it'd be really weird <laughs> if they swap tag champions. I won't put it past them, though. Uh, but the Street Profits are staying on Raw, and Asuka is staying on Raw as the Raw Women's Champion. So my champions are staying the same. I moved some people, and, then I all, and for each show, I have one NXT surprise. For each show, so here's, so I'm gonna go. So here's what i gonna go with Raw. I give. I'm gonna give you the roster as I as I pretty much have designed it. So the Raw roster, obviously, your champions, Angel Garza stays on Raw. Bianca Belair is staying. Billy Kay is staying. Charlotte mm-hmm. remains on Raw. The Mysterio family <laughs> remains on Raw. uh in in whom like a, a half Mysterio at this point. <laughs> Randy stay Randy stays. Seth stays. Chad Gable, because I refuse to call him Shorty G, moves over. Braun officially becomes a member. And because Braun's there, Keith Lee's there because you have that feud. Sheamus, I had the same thought as you. After that, Drew McIntyre 24, which was amazing. Sheamus stays on Raw because, the, I mean, Sheamus goes to Raw. And because of the Hurt Business is staying, Retribution and Ali are staying on Raw. Uh, the 24-7 division, which is r True, Akira, and Drew Gulak are staying. Nikki Cross moves over. Nia and Shayna are the tag champs so they can travel, but they will be Raw by default Lana and Natty will stay because no one's going to want them on SmackDown <laughs> um, If Raw Underground still exists they're going to be there and I'm including Moss uh, Riddick Moss, Dabo Kato, Jessamyn Duke, and Marina Shafir uh, Ms. and Mrs. are starting, so you have the Ms. and Morrison, hey, hey, ho, ho, are going to come over, and because the Ms. and Morrison are going to come over, you have to continue the feud with Otis, so heavy machinery, including Otis and his Money in the Brink briefcase, is going to Raw because there's no way in hell Otis is cashing in on Roman. Oh
1: yeah, I meant to move them to Raw, but I forgot to
0: write them down. <laughs> and therefore, you also fixed up Otis and Mandy's storyline right there.
2: Dude, I want I want Otis to like cash in on Roman, not actually cash and like come down he's going to. Roman just stares at him and he just backs away. This cowers. This <laughs> and say and like, going, it's like going, oh yeah. He goes, oh no. And just walks away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh Mandy Rose obviously stays. Dana Brooke is staying on Raw. Uh we're gonna move a Lucha house party, all three of them. Um uh, Matalik Kalisto and um Lince Dorado will go to Raw. And my NXT surprise, he's going to raw because he's not gonna go to SmackDown just yet. Uh, is the Velveteen dream.
1: Interesting.
0: Dream goes to Raw. Okay. Right now. I agree. I can see right it. Now. There's okay. nothing else for him. He did what he needed to do. He got Kushida over. What do you want he does he has nothing to do on, on NXT at this moment.
1: Uh breaking news. I ruined Slack night
0: nice you what
1: I, I ruined slacks
0: night oh perfect awesome that is great news post that on our post that on our pages <laughs> um so,
1: i'll get freckles on it
0: so mo- so moving over to smackdown same thing a lot of a lot of the stuff i was doing i want to be able to keep some storylines going and advance some other ones but keep them on specific shows because we've had a lot of cr- cr- we had have like cross promotion and storylines going on especially on raw so roman stays Sami stays, Cesaro and Knox stay, and Bailey stay because they're all the champions. Bliss stays, Bray stays, Alistair moves over, um, and you have Alistair and KO, uh, stays on SmackDown because I do think in some weird way, Alistair becomes part of a wide family with uh with Bliss.
1: I want that hmm. so bad.
0: And then uh, Carmella's gonna stay. Surprisingly, Styles stays. I see the reason for him going to Raw, but I also see the reason for him going to SmackDown since he just got there, essentially. Uh, Elias returns to SmackDown. Riddle barely stays. Corbin stays. I swapped Corbin and Sheamus like 10,000 times. The Usos are staying because of Roman, and I think because the Usos and Roman stay, the New Day stay as well because they're great natural opponents to each other. Um... Lacey survives and stays. Naomi stays. Tamina stays. Like, Naomi and Tamina staying are because of the Roman storyline. Uh, Peyton Royce moves over. Murphy gets out of Seth's shadow and goes over. Andrade comes over as well. But also Zelina goes over. Uh, Apollo and Ricochet leave that Hurt Business stick because they're past that. They go over to SmackDown. Uh, the Riot Squad transfers to SmackDown. Dolphin and Rude go to SmackDown because why the hell not? Um... <laughs> Mickey James comes over, and I'm this wild card. And Lars Sullivan comes to SmackDown, or is on SmackDown, but Lars Sullivan is still active, and this is going to make Kate pop more so and more so than you will. My NXT call-up for SmackDown is Pete Dunne. Bro, mm. I'll
1: die. I'll die. I. I've I've had I've given up on hoping for a Pete Dunne call up for about a year now because every year I think it's gonna yeah. be the year and then it doesn't happen. So like I
0: think this is his time. I think that this <sighs> it's Pete Dunne's time. He needs to be on SmackDown. There's a great mid card for him to start out. To start in there. He can run rampant, and I also want to see Pete Dunne versus AJ Styles. <gasps> huh. Hey, don't pass out here. We've got we've, we've got ten more minutes left.
1: No, I'm thinking about all the Pete Dunne matches and SmackDown, especially with my fan Pete versus Aleister. Huh. Hmm. Help.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's what we got so far for a draft. Obviously, we're all going to be wrong because WWE is going to try to do something that's not going to make sense, and so we'll see what happens. But like I said, I hopefully they keep a lot of the storylines that they have planned intact. And with all these moves, which could be easier said than done, but who knows what's going to happen? So the draft starts on SmackDown, will end on Raw. I don't even know who's drafting for each show because Adam Shift Manager Adam Pierce runs both shows. It's like is he just there the entire time? It's like is he he's going to be like the commissioner but just announces all the picks?
1: But if Stephanie comes out like last year, and can con- uh. reads the names at the podium. My like gosh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, but that's what we got so far for, for the draft. That's interesting. But also, very important news, uh, AEW officially turned one. The first episode of Dynamite, um, the anniversary of that was last week. I think it was like last Thursday or something like that. Uh, so AEW's been around for a year. So let's just talk about AEW and some of our favorite moments from the first year of AEW. Will, what do you, what's your favorite moment from the first year of AEW?
2: Oh man. Um probably the Stadium Stampede match.
0: Mm, okay. Just
2: all of that shenanigans.
0: Yeah. That was a fun one.
2: That and uh Moxley's debut.
0: Mox uh you mean on the pay-per-view or on Dynamite? Pay-per-view. Okay. Yeah, that was that was pretty wild. That was the first double or nothing, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Kate Murphy, what are some of your AEW highlights?
1: Um, stadium Stampede is also probably my favorite match AEW has done in their year. Um, I. Probably my favorite moment AEW has had is Chris Jericho getting wasted in a long court steakhouse and losing the title. <laughs> the bubbly, yes. <laughs> and the birth of a little bit of the bubbly. Like, I cannot get over how happy that makes me. Um, what else did I love? I love every time. I love, I think it might just be a love letter to Chris Jericho. Um, I love how he says Tony Schiavone's name. I Scavion. Tony Scavone. I loved Britt Brit Baker's assault on Tony Schiavone's former job at Starbucks.
0: <laughs> um,
1: and watching both Eddie Kingston and MJF on TV personally for me has been really amazing because I remember like working with them at NYWC, and now they're on my TV every week, and it's really yeah. great. Like, uh, other people I went to school with, too, like um, John Silver and Alex Reynolds from Dark Order went from NYWC as well. Yeah. So it's it's really cool to see people I knew at one point in my life succeeding. So that's probably the best for for me.
0: Yeah, for me, for AEW, it is the people that you don't hear about often finally getting... Shot so like none of my favorite moments besides maybe the stadium stampede was a very entertaining uh match specifically a segment with a uh, hangman page and Adam Cole in the bar I thought was really great and a great callback to some like movie scenes oh I loved
1: that which too was really
0: cool. um, my favorite moments are seeing people finally get their chance to shine like MJF's promos for the last like w- two months have been unfreaking believable uh at like at seeing Eddie Kingston come out and get a match and having them sign eddie kingston i think is a lot it's the big significance there is that because like they've had people who have come out and done these one offs, but they signed eddie kingston that's a huge deal thank god because eddie kingston's the most one of the most respected people in the business and he never got his shot did you see he's also too
1: did you see (laughs) him on AEW this week he was fucking hysterical
0: Eddie Kingston's latest Instagram post is one of the funniest things I've ever seen him post. Um, So seeing, like, Eddie Kingston get a chance to shine, seeing some of their creativity via The Daily's Place was a great advantage for them. Mm -hmm. You know, and also seeing people like Orange Cassidy show some more range as well. Like, the debate was awesome, and, like, him showing off some of his character and that that slow development of Orange Cassidy is really fantastic and i hope we see more of that because i do bitch and moan about having all of these former people who have names other other places helping them to get off the ground and they've done that and they've done well for about a year but now it's time to bring all those other people you talk about into the fold
2: did you see the meme it was like wow wrestling did a better debate than the actual presidential debate
1: yeah i put that on my <laughs> facebook god it's true though it's
2: so true um uh, I would say other than this, like the act, my favorite actual match match, that's like an actual match, like a gimmick match, was um, MJF versus um, Jungle Boy. I thought that match was
0: just Ooh, at yes. the
2: pay per view. I believe it was. I yeah, thought I was yes, just, it was. I was watching it. I, I remember saying on the podcast, like this is this is Rock Austin from like '97, right? Like, this is this is the future of AEW right in front of you. You're going to watch because they're both super young. They're younger than I am. They're like 23, 24 years old. So, they are going to do outstanding as long as this company can stay above water, which, you know, Tony Khan's got stupid money, so it will be. Um, And it's a a successful company. Say what you want about this past year, good or bad, AEW is a success overall.
0: So far, so far, so good. (laughs) They've been able to stay above water, so we'll see how it works. And the what i think the positive about this is that aew they're not directly wwe competition because wwe is just that much bigger and it has their hands in so many different things but aew is forcing wrestling and other major promotions in general to become more creative
2: yeah it's a good alternative it's not competition it's an alternative
0: yeah it's an alternative and even impact is starting to become a very good alternative as well impact's women's division is great always has been yeah um, and so like wrestling in general is better when we have more companies in it and AEW is a good company as an alternative to the mainstream and as just it's, it's a good alternative that you can that's easily accessible like TNA uh, not TNA Impact is not as accessible as AEW is and I think that's the benefit you have to be an accessible alternative especially in wrestling so congrats to one year on AEW and also happy 30th wrestling anniversary, Chris Jericho, because that's probably going to be, if we haven't seen, if we haven't watched it already, a giant wild ride for this week uh, in a, on AEW. Because who knows what Chris Jericho has planned in mind or even, or even if he's going to be sober. But we'll talk about that all next week. Uh, let's wrap this up. Match of the week, King of the Night. I'm assuming everybody's match of the week is one of the five takeover matches. So we'll start with Will. <laughs>
2: Uh, match of the match of the week is that main event, uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor. God damn, what a match! Um, my king of the night
0: is Swerve. Mm. Mm. Yes, Kate Murphy. Um,
1: my match of the week is also Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. My king of the night. Fuck, I didn't think of this. Um. I'm torn.
0: What are you choosing between?
1: Um, Shotzi for
0: of course. getting to
1: host Halloween Havoc. Like, hello. And <laughs> Triple H for breaking back Halloween Havoc.
0: <laughs> I think what, Shotzi couldn't host Halloween Havoc without Triple H saying, like, hey, let's do Halloween Havoc.
1: Can they both be king? Can Halloween Havoc just be the king of the night? Is that okay?
0: Sure. That's fine. Uh, yeah, that's fine. My oh, king Lally. of the night
1: is Halloween Havoc. Because <laughs> it's <bad>.
0: <laughs> 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 Yes, yes. Welcome back, Halloween Havoc. My match of the week, it's going to be uh, Swerve versus, uh, versus Escobar, that Cruiserweight that was amazing it's it's interesting when i when you look at the cruiserweights you know every time they are forced to like like, they're when they're when you put cruiserweights in there you're like yo you guys need to step the fuck up or else we don't know what we're gonna do is the reason they deliver remember the first time it happened it was wrestlemania 34 and it was the main event of the Mm pre-show and they delivered unbelievably and that was ali versus um cedric yes for a tournament and yeah and they deliver like it was an amazing match, and it wasn't even on the main card. So every time you put the cruiserweights in the corner, they find their way out of this corner, and they and they deliver. And this really got me interested in a lot of stuff. And Fant- I'm uh, not Phantasma. Escobar is a star. Like of all the Latinx talent that they've, you know, brought in in the past couple of years, he might be the he might be the uh, he's might be the star that'll shine the brightest on the end of it. You know, and Swerve's just amazing, and they're finally get behind him. So I hope there's good things in the future, and maybe he gets out of two hundred five, but maybe he goes somewhere else. But he's got a good thing going right now, and he's got to capitalize on it. My king of the night is Mustafa Ali. Fantastic. And this is also this is also in um, predicated on the fact that he 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 needs to knock this promo out of the park next week. But for right now, you got me. I'm interested. Now you got to keep me interested. But he's... he's he Hopefully this you know this works out in, in his favor and the benefit of everybody. So congratulations Mustafa Ali, my king of the night. Yeah, it's king of the night. I was going to be like, what is what is it in Muslim? But it, we'll say king of the night. Um, the sheik of the so night. So is there anything else? <laughs> is it? No, I don't think it's sheik because I think that's Iraq. I don't know. I'll... have freckles go on it I will yeah alright so did we miss anything before we wrap this up nope got a long night of baseball
2: ahead of us
0: (laughs) yes yes it is it is a long night of baseball baseball ahead of us and so without further ado we'll play your favorite Van Halen song rest in peace Eddie Van Halen
2: Panama
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kings of the Rings Podcast, episode number 216, Capital Wrestling Paradise. What an amazing NXT takeover, easily a top 10, arguably a top 5 takeover that we've ever seen. The Capital Wrestling Center is absolutely fantastic, and it is here to stay, but not Many people will be staying on their shows as the draft is coming up on SmackDown and ending on Raw this upcoming week. I am your host, King Ricky Rosé. You can find me at, at um, Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets, Kings of the Rings podcast. You can find us on social media at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Like, share, subscribe. Leave us five-star reviews and listen to us each and every week like you're listening to us right now on Wrestle Attic Radio, wherever you listen to all of your podcast stuff we're talking Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Audible, <laughs> um, Google Podcasts, and everything else in between and follow Addict Wrestle at, at follow Wrestle Addict Radio, sorry, at Attic Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram consider buying some of our merchandise and consider being a part of our Patreon for ex- more exclusive content from us the links are in the description below and with the number seven pick in my podcasting draft will Taraschak.
2: that's a lot of plugs man so i'll take lucky number seven that's totally fine so i'm will Taraschak. that's Keeson also a thomas. great movie yeah that's why I, that's why i brought it up here's some thomas a-r-a-s-h-u-k we just podcasts early tonight we got along at a baseball i'm excited um make sure you check out my other podcast, you mad bro we cover everything that's the internet's mad but you can find that as well as kings of the rings and all of Wrestling Act radio at ambiguous podcast solutions Dot com. If you have a podcast or an interest in expanding your podcast or starting a podcast, make sure you reach out to me on the gram or on Facebook, um, and I can help you out. I'm very excited for what the future has in store for all of us. Kate Murphy, I'm glad you're on the ride with us. Um,
1: I'm going to be totally honest. I just spaced out um, and didn't listen to anything you just said. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'm assuming you we're, we're happy ta- you're still with us, Thank Kate. You. I'm assuming you were talking about baseball, which I took is my cute to zone out because I don't know a fucking thing about baseball. All I know is I support the Yankees out of solidarity and the fact that I live in New York.
2: Well they're losing right now so it's okay. I'm
1: really sorry, I will light a candle for them. Um I've been lighting a <laughs> candle for the Giants shut the fuck up. I've been lighting a candle for the Giants <laughs> and it's not going well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah I'll, I'll light a candle for the Yankees and I'll find something fun to do um, you can find me across all social media platforms at the Kate Murphy um, I have nothing else to plug
0: yeah Kate, Kate's gonna go back to being in space at the moment light some candles for Kate to make sure she regains some sort of coherence make sure regain some
1: coherence <laughs>
0: Yeah, by this time next week, when we come back next week, we'll talk about the fallout from the WWE draft, uh, AEW's celebrations for the next couple of weeks, um, and we'll see if Retribution is still on the positive side of wrestling. Who knows? All that and more next week. So until then, folks, goodbye. Good night. Go Yankees. And fuck you, Slack. We'll see you next week. this has been a Russell Attic Radio branded podcast